All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, January 27th of 2023 here. Looks like we got an eight-game hockey slate as well as a five-game NBA slate. Little surprise to see such a short slate on a Friday, but nevertheless, we will take it and we will be there. And uh, looking ahead to football, right? Last stream of the week. We do the show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you have any questions about, uh, you know, short sleep, NFL, today is a great day to get those questions in as well. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all questions that come in in the Office Showers channel in our Discord server. If you're not joined up, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. And if you are new to SaberSim or jumping into the stream, found us online, want to check us out. Also a link to a seven-day, no-strings-attached free trial. Check us out, see what we're about, come and get your questions answered. We answer all questions live in the YouTube chat as well. We'll get to all the questions before the end of the show. But that being said, if anybody has questions, now is a great time to get them in, as always. Going to get Saberson pulled up here. Had a couple things to get us going to start today, and then uh, we will go from there. But uh, first question that came in from, I'm going to say, carry out coal, which is what it looks like to me in the Discord. Uh, quick, quick, before we get going, uh, Hiker Willie said, thanks to the whole crew for all the helpful videos. I watched it. I watched and implemented the profit plan video yesterday with success. Hiker Willie, glad you are checking out the profit plan for anybody who is not using it for their contest selection, I would highly recommend you do it. It is over on our YouTube channel. You can find it on our homepage. It is a contest selection framework that we talk about a lot on this show. Uh, you know, we have new users every single day, right? So for, for a lot of people, I know they hear me talk about it all the time, but somebody's probably hearing it for the first time, right? looks like Hiker really just found it, just watched it and implemented it. So, you know, all my long-term viewers, appreciate you guys, you know, uh, listening to me talk about it each and every day, but we have new new members of the community all the time. Uh, for those new members, we have this video start winning more with our DFS profit plan contest selection framework that we came up with after a lot of back testing, and uh, we really stand behind it. A lot of us use it here on the team, so would recommend checking that out and implementing it if you are not already doing so. All right, getting back to this question from Carry Out Cole said, "How does the correlation slider interact with NBA?" Since it's a lower correlation sport, I want to emphasize avoiding more negative correlations like guys whose minutes are negatively correlated uh, without it artificially forcing more game slash team stacks. So, so this is a good question. We did talk about this exact topic on yesterday's show. That is where I directed carry out Cole uh, to, to go and watch because he sent this in right after the show ended. But just, just so everybody knows uh, for any past office hours videos, right? Let's say uh, there's like a soundbite that, that you were listening to, or maybe you asked a question, right? And you don't want to watch the whole show. You just want to kind of hear the, the answer to your own question. You can't watch it during the day. Post it in the channel. It gets answered. If you go over to our YouTube channel and you go over to the Office Hours playlist, you can click into any past Office Hours video, um, which it looks like the latest one here. I'm going to do date added newest. Looks like uh, this one navigating late swap was from yesterday. You can click into this video. If you go down to the description here on the bottom, we have hyperlinks where we, we go through and uh, 
make a quick title for every single um, question that was asked. So you can scroll down here at 3609. We talked about the correlation slider. This was directly related to NBA. So, so this is a great resource. You know, if you just want to hear your question, you can come in here and find it. Or if you just want to like scan this and, and listen to certain tidbits from past shows, I would recommend checking that out. But, uh, but happy to talk about this again here. Let me get Saberson pulled back up. Uh, you know, talking to correlation slider in NBA, right? I think you're on the right track. Uh, positive correlations tend to be very low in NBA. And what you see more of is these uh, higher negative correlations within a team. Um, um, I think a good one today just off the bat might be like if Jimmy Butler's in and, and maybe like Bam or Tyler Hero here, just some of these higher salary, higher projected guys. You know, if, if one person's scoring and the other one can't, you're usually going to see low positive correlations here and usually higher negative correlations. So for Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo is his highest negative correlation. Still isn't very strong, but if you were to, you know, increase the correlation slider, my opinion or what, what I believe is going to happen is that, you know, it's going to um, emphasize those negative correlations and keep those players out of the same lineups. So Another great thing about the correlation slider that we didn't talk about yesterday is that we are using upside correlation in our uh, slider metric. So what that means is, you know, we care about the correlation that Jimmy Butler has to other players on the team. When Jimmy Butler has a really good outcome, when Jimmy Butler is scoring his 95th percentile, 99th percentile, how does he correlate to the other players in that scenario? You know, what you see in the app, these negative correlations these are these are average correlations across the entire Sims. Uh, I I I can almost guarantee you that if we saw Jimmy Butler's correlations in the app at his 95th percentile, his correlations to the players that he's already most negatively correlated to would probably be uh, higher. Would be would be more emphasized because if Jimmy Butler is going off, you know that that is even more reason for Bam Adebayo to have a good game. So. Just important for you guys to understand, like, we, we understand those things. We are taking them into account. Uh, what you see is is the average correlations here, but we are using upside correlation in our calculation when building lineups. So just wanted to hit on that one one more time there, add that extra tidbit. But good question, and going to move on to this next one from Studewood. Studewood said, uh, lineup rule for basketball. How do I make a rule to only have guys playing over 30 minutes or more in my lineups? So, Studewood, I answered a similar question like this the other day. I would not recommend this rule in general. I think the builder does a really good job of putting players in your lineups at the rate which they should be put in there. But nevertheless, if you do want to use a rule like this, I would not do it with a lineup rule. I think a lineup filter would make a lot would be a lot easier, frankly. So just hit this uh, little little filter icon here, and then you go down to add filter. And then I would do show players with minutes greater than, and then I would say 29, just that way 30 could be included. And then boom, we just removed 126 players from the player pool. If you scroll down here, you know, I would, I would always uh, recommend this too. You know, if you're thinking about these really restrictive type of uh, rules or filters, is, you know, see who you're actually getting rid of, right? Like sort by minutes for this example, scroll down and see all the players that you're getting rid of. And like, are you comfortable uh, skipping over them? You know, we have Brandon Clark here. 
low salary, um, fairly good value, pushing six value at 5.98, expected to be 35% owned. Um, and, and he's, he's excluded from your pool, right? You know, ownership and, and projections are, are fairly good in basketball. This is somebody I would like to have in my pool. So, uh, that those are the type of decisions that, that I want to encourage you guys to, you know, to look at and, and to make conscious decisions of rather than just make these blanket rules and then not bat an eye and then not look again. Right. So that being said, you know, that is how I would think about it. Um, Patrick made a joke. Don't get rid of TJ McConnell when filtering your pool. Yeah, I don't, what, what, okay. He's, he's still in here. He, he's, you know, over 31 minutes, but, uh, but Nemhard, right. And, and, you know, Nemhard could play and Nemhard hasn't played in, in games and he's been a regular. So like, I, I mean, this is probably too restrictive for, for, for my cup of tea. Uh, I think Saberson does a really good job with the way it's handling players being put into your lineup, regardless of minutes, projections, et cetera, at no filter, right? Uh, run a build with no filter. Go look at the lowest minute players. Go look Go look at the lowest projected players. See how often they're getting in your lineups. See what their ownership is expected at. And I guarantee you the build will probably surprise you at how good it is at fitting those players in at an optimal rate. All right. Uh, scrolling down here. Let's see. Uh, going back to office hours. Um, okay, got a question here from Simple Chef. Let me copy this. It's kind of long, so I wasn't able to proofread this. But Simple Chef said, "Have any of you found an effective way to sort your lineups for best results?" I do well, but I consistently see my pool have having winning or top ten lineups in the ninety-three to ninety-seven Saber score range. Problem is narrowing those down to the top 20 of what usually is a few hundred lineups. I've tried narrowing down my ownership averages, 95th percentile, and projected score with minimal accuracy at the end of the night. All insights you guys have is awesome. Thanks in advance. Okay, so let's talk about this. So, frankly, you know, the the way I like to kind of answer this question is, is that um, I think people underestimate how uh kind of close in ev the lineups in their pool are so you know i i get saber score like is is a is like a approximation of ev and and you know we we do our best to try and uh, approximate that and show you know what lineups we believe to be like the best lineups but i think that the EV of the lineups is probably closer than you guys think uh, intuitively. And that is why, um, what, what am I trying to say here? So <laughs> if, if we knew what lineups were going to be the highest scoring in your pool, you know, obviously we would give you those at the top. That would be your top Saber score lineup, you know, 100. And, and we would do that. Right. But, but frankly, we don't, we don't know how a player is going to play on a night to night basis. You know, we show you guys, a range of outcomes and say, you know, we we're expecting that, you know, his highest frequency is right around this uh, right under 40 points, but that's still only happening 15% of the time, but that is like the most likely to occur. Right. So there's, there's definitely a range of outcomes to all of these things. Um, I, I would not suggest you guys narrow in on a specific saber score range. And, and I think one of the, like, uh, 
one of the reasons for that, you know, is, is that there's only one lineup with 100 Sabre score, right? Like there's only one. And, and if we were to go look at lineups that, that had a 93 to, you know, 97 Sabre score range, which we could do here, right? We could just add a filter, show lineups with Sabre score, just regular Sabre score, uh, greater than 92. And then, uh, show lineups with Sabre score less than 98. And then now we are looking at all of the lineups in this range, right? Um, I did 98. So we got, yeah, we got some, like 97s. Like, okay, if I, if I did this, right, there are 445 lineups that are within the, you know, 92 plus to, to below 98, which would be like 97 point something, right? We got rid of 55 lineups, which were, you know, our 100 Sabre scores, our 99 Sabre scores, and then anything below uh, a 92 Sabre score. Like, like by, by, by sheer numbers, you know, if I were to take 55 lineups versus 444, uh, 445 lineups and, you know, run a test night after night, I, I would imagine that the actual highest scoring lineup uh, over over a long term is going to come from this 445 because of of the size it is you know over it's it's eight times it's eight lineups to one like it's an eight lineup to one ratio like yes you are probably going to find higher scoring lineups in this range that does not mean you should avoid these other lineups like you should still play them we we think these are the best lineups but but getting back to my original point was that uh you know the the ev of your lineups is probably a lot closer than you think and that is really why we suggest treating every lineup in your pool as viable like do things in the home screen to where you're comfortable playing lineup 100 and you're also comfortable playing lineup 500 and and you you're you you are understanding that you have made the adjust and you don't it doesn't have to be in the home screen it could be in the post bowl too right uh come in here and and add filters um, you know, zero out certain exposures that you don't want. Maybe, maybe you don't want, you know, five team stacks or maybe you don't want any, um, four team stacks, right? Like zero these out, just, just come in here, put zero max exposure to the teams where four stacks are in here. Uh, what is this button? Auto apply is on. It looks like we changed this little, uh, auto apply, um, icon here. So auto apply is on. I zeroed out the exposures. Okay. I think there's a bug with, with this auto apply right now. So if you guys ever run into a bug, just come up to the settings, hit report a problem. Um, bug with auto apply exposures for team stacks. Hit submit brief description. This will go straight to our support team and we will be able, be able to troubleshoot that further and see what's going on. But anyways, uh, you know, make adjustments to your pool, make adjustments to your player pool, do things to make every lineup in your pool viable and be comfortable playing all lineups. That, that is my, that is my best advice. And, um, you know, if you can do the right things to build a strong pool of lineups where you, you know, let's say you're building 500 lineups here. So that would mean that, you know, if you were to come back to, you know, whatever lineup, whatever contest you're playing, maybe it's like the $1.20 max, see how many lineups are actually scoring higher or equal to the top 1% score in the contest. So, 
you know, if there's 20,000 people in the contest, go look at what the 200th place score is. Compare that to um, how many lineups in your pool actually scored that number over time and and see if if your pool of lineups is getting more lineups in the top 1% than, than would be expectations. So on average, you should have about five lineups in the top 1% um, if you're building a 500 pool. And then just do that night after night and, and see if you can make adjustments to your pool to build more high-scoring lineups. And I guarantee you, if you build more in your pool and you're playing more unique entries, those lineups are going to get into your contests. So that's, that's my advice. Let me know if anyone has any follow-up. All right. Uh, let's see. A uh, question here from, well, it looks like Jay Lee asked a question. Um, okay. So Jay Lee asked Elder if, if I answered a question, but I'm just going to answer it for, for Jay Lee here. So Jay Lee said, Andrew, to learn the hole, where the holes are in my process, what is the best way to go about looking at the previous night's slate, my lineups, and where I can improve on the decisions I make when sorting my lineups that make it into my final pool? So, so Jay Lee, uh, kind of a similar answer to what we just said about, you know, working on um, making adjustments to your, to your uh, pool, to your filters, to things you don't want to see. Uh, I would also, you know, make notes of, of any editing changes you make. If you are doing research and adjust TJ McConnell's projection down and, you know, I would write that down on a sheet and a Google doc of uh, a Google sheet, you know, some something where you can track it and then go back to yesterday's slate and, and see if that was right. And, and see if the changes you are making are helping you or are hurting you. And you're not going to be right every time. That's fine. But are you more right than you are wrong? I think that's important. And, and that is definitely where I would start. Um, just looking at, at some, some feedback here, Shady Advice said, you know, um, I would spend most of my NBA review time looking at turbo or late slates and then making sure I wrote down every assumption or change I made and tracking its accuracy slash veracity. So, so yeah, really similar sentiment, you know, um, you, you really don't want to be making changes that are hurting the EV of your lineups, right? You don't want to be making a change and being wrong. And then that is affecting the inputs to the Sims and then making your entire pool more EV over the long term, right? So you should be tracking those things and determining if what you are doing is, helping or hurting sometimes more is less. And I, I would encourage you to go on our YouTube channel, look at different research processes that we have talked about. Uh, we did a recent episode for um, NBA research. Uh, for the slate, you know, I'm doing my research. Sorry about that. If any feedback, but uh, going to this, how to beat NBA DFS upgrade your NBA research NBA DFS process with this NBA research strategy would highly recommend checking out that video, but good question. Going to get Saberson pulled back up here and going to keep rolling. Uh, looks like our man snowman 11 is on vacation. Snowman is a regular in the, um, in the, in the office hours, uh, show. So snowman congrats on being on vacation. Very nice picture of the beach for anybody in the discord, uh, looking to imagine they are on vacation. All right, jump on over to YouTube chat. Patrick said, did we get rid of the made cut slash miscut in the entry editor? I wanted to review to see the percentage 
of six to six, five to six, four to six cuts. Patrick, I don't know the answer to that question, and I did not. Um, I did not play NBA. I'm sorry, I did not play golf this week. But what I will say is, you know, you can add uh, columns to the um, entry editor. So I don't have any entries for today. I'm just gonna hop onto DraftKings really quickly here and enter one NBA contest so I can demo this for you. So I'm just gonna reserve one entry here on my phone, going to hop over to the entry editor and then going to download my template file, template file downloaded, going to drag it over here. I have one contest here. Uh, you know, th this is obviously not golf, but, but just as an example, next to the search bar, there is an edit table columns. You can click this and then it will show you all the available columns to add to, um, to add to a, uh, entries list. So if I want to see, you know, minutes on here, I can add minutes and then that'll come up. So just some things for you to like, uh, be able to cross check or if something's like really important to you, you could see that I could see how minutes could be useful, especially as like you're late swapping throughout the night. And you can check to see if uh, players minutes have like gone really far up or really far down. And if whether that matches kind of the exposures. So so definitely some ways to use that. I know the cut. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday. So the cut was yesterday. So if if it is in there, you should be able to see it today. If you don't see it, you know, it could be like a like a bug or something we overlooked when we were doing the golf overhaul. So just come in here, hit report a problem, let us know that it's missing, and we will make sure to get that back. But yes, definitely an awesome feature. All right. Iker really said, do you think tonight's five game slate is too small to increase the post build mini neeks to two? in order to filter lineups if I believe player exposure is too high or high exposure is okay. Uh, Willie, I, I don't think it's too small. You know, I, I think it's totally okay. Um, if, if you're somebody who, you know, doesn't like to go too far into their pool uh, for, for whatever reason, right, what what I would suggest is to, to adjust mini neeks and to watch how far down your lineups, uh, watch how far down your lineup uh, pool you're going so for instance you know no adjustments here no min unique set we're looking at lineups one through 20 i'm going to increase min uniques to three and then i'm going to see how far down my pool i have to go so yeah at three min uniques i'm still only at lineup 30 like i i think that's i think that's great you know and, and we're looking at DraftKings where there's only eight players in an nba lineup as opposed to fandle where there's nine right so so i would encourage you to to do this test you know adjust your min uniques see how far down your lineups uh lineup pool you have to go at four which is half your lineup we're only at lineup 83 so still within the top 100 lineups of this build i i would be comfortable with four right and then half of your lineup is different from every other lineup uh that's great you know that that is diversity right there in and of itself so definitely would would mess around with it check it out i think you can definitely go above two even on a five game slate like tonight all right uh, question here from Uncrabby Cabby. Hey, Andrew, has there been any back testing of quick player replacement versus late swap as it pertains to the EV of your lineups? Uh, Uncrabby Cabby, this is a good question. The answer is no, there hasn't been any back testing on this. When we are doing the quick swap, the quick player replacement, we are doing that just based off of projected score. So, you know, if, if you have uh, a utility spot open, and um, Jared Allen, I'm sorry, and TJ McConnell gets ruled out 
in your utility spot. And Jared Allen is the next available player with the highest projection that is below the salary left. We are going to put Jared Allen in. And, and if, and if that is uh 30 lineups, we are going to do the same exact thing for every single lineup. It is, it is just a way of getting projected points in your lineup, getting out players out. Uh, it is not taking into account range of outcomes and correlation and ownership fate. So, so if you're in a scenario where, you know, player gets ruled out, I best practice if, if you're, especially if like you're, you're five minutes or less to the next slate lock, come in here, do a quick player replace. You're going to hit apply and then you're going to download these entries and then you're going to upload them to the site. That, that should take 10 seconds. I'm going to come back to the builder and then I'm going to run a late swap. It's always important to get the out players out. That way you don't risk having zeros in your lineup and then come back to the builder and then do a late swap. The uh, also the other good thing about that is if you know if if you're uh, being really restrictive with your late swap min exposures rules whatever and you're having trouble getting the late swap to to finish in time, uh, at least you know that you have projected points in your lineup. Late swap is always going to be better than quick player replace because we are going to take into account range of outcomes. We are going to use the sims. We are going to look at correlations upside correlations, ownership fade. So I'm I'm very positive late swap is a better option, but there is nothing wrong with using quick player replace and then uh, coming back to the builder and then running a late swap. Seems like the, the safest route. I would call that best practice. All right. Hiker really said great advice. Thanks. Happy to answer any questions. Hiker really glad you got something out of that. Uh, Patrick said, and, and just so everybody knows, this is our last question here. Uh, in the Office Hours channel, in Discord, and in the YouTube chat. If anybody has anything else they want to talk about, now is a great time to get those questions in here. All right, uh, question for Patrick. Did a new update prevent us giving out players negative projections? I do this all the time to unlock my lineups per DK guidelines. Uh, Patrick, I think that is... I've actually never heard anybody do that. So you give like a player with a zero projection, a, a negative one. Um, if you're ever interested about, you know, updates to the app, you guys can go into the Discord channel. There is a uh, release notes, a release notes channel where we post all updates uh, for, for anything we're doing. I'm not going to read through them all right now, but I do believe there was something about negative projections in one of the recent um, releases. So what what I prefer to do, which which I, I think that, you know, the impact of this is is literally negligible is I will just adjust somebody by 0 0.01. So if Jonas is 60.44, I'll just go in here and do 60.45. and then Or I'll do, the, you know, 50.14 for John Morant. You know, a 0 0.01 adjustment is not going to affect anything. Um, also, I'll, I'll usually wait to do that, like, till I'm running builds, and I'm usually not running builds till, like, a lineup is out. So then if, if a if a team is confirmed, like their, their starting lineup is out, I'll usually do it for that team. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. And like, especially baseball season uh, where the lineups come out like three hours before lock, you can just go to a game where both teams are already confirmed and then just be uh, very sure that, you know, no news is going to change that. Right. So I'd always make the change from the first game of the night. And um, that way, if any other news breaks, you know, your two changes are already locked in and, and you don't have to worry about it anymore there. Uh, looks like Franklin is taking off. Have a good weekend. Let's win some money, fellas. Franklin, thanks for tuning in, man. And, uh, you know, we will be right back here on Monday.
for our Monday show. But show's not over quite yet. Uh, Kevin Voigt said, I give players that are out a point zero one. Uh, that's that's another good option, right? If if you if you scroll down, you know, you could just inversely sort by projection as well. Take one of these out players, uh, you know, give them a 0.01, and I I am very sure they are not gonna end up in your lineup. So Kevin, that's another great way of keeping uh the sanctity of the Sims for for all the other players, but but I think I think a 0.01 adjustment to any player is really not going to affect anything, and, and you all should be fine doing that. But um, Patrick definitely could be something with negative numbers, uh, not like a uh, common thing. So I, I would just stick with like a 0.01 adjustment, and, and you should be fine there. But all right, everybody, that was our last question. Not seeing any more questions roll in here. Uh, yeah, I also appreciate Kevin uh, jumping in and 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 answering Patrick's. Patrick's question as well. But uh, that being said, we will be right back here on Monday, January 30th for our next show. For anyone playing sports over the weekend, if you guys ever have questions while you're building lineups, throw them in the Office Hours channel. That way we have a steady queue of questions for our Monday show. And if you guys are ever having issues, jump in the support channel or send us a report of problem. The support team is around uh all weekend we will make sure to be there and help you guys out so good luck in your contest and until monday i will see you all take care